All right, let's go over equality versus equity. So equality is where everyone is treated equally. Sounds good to a lot of people. Equity is that everyone ends up the same. Basically, it's equality is everyone starts at the same point and then, you know, whatever uh, decisions they make or however much work they put in or whatever, that determines how much they achieve. Whereas equity says that it doesn't matter where you start from, doesn't matter how much work you put in or you know, nothing matters other than everyone needs to end up in the same spot. It's kind of like uh, Marxism, communism, where they were like saying from each according to their abilities to each according to their needs. So, you know, if you can make a million dollars and then the other 10 people can't make any, well, then you just divide the million dollars up and you give it to you and those 10 other people and you each get a hundred grand. And I'm a 2010 type of liberal, so actually I have some sympathy for equity. I mean, life should be fair. I mean, life is first off, life is not fair. But we should try and make it more fair. But while you're trying to make life more fair, you also have to not destroy, you know, the whole world, the country, every state, every city. Because that's what happens, you know. You know, we could we could make we could do equity right now. You just you take away every single person's money in the entire world, and then you divide it by the number of people in the world, and then you just give them back the money. And the thing is, that's going to lead to you know instantly there's going to be people starving all over the world. You just can't, you know, you can't you know like if if, if there's a farmer who grows a bunch of food, you can't just take away his farm. And then divide it, you know, a dollar here, a dollar there amongst a million people and expect to eat. No, the farmer has to keep control of his farm. And if you take away his farm, he's going to say, well, I'm not going to work on this farm. And he's the guy who knows how to work the farm. Farming works like that. It's pretty straightforward with farming as an example. There have been a number of places where they uh, basically, you know, back in the day, Farming was the, you know, before many, if you're in a country that isn't doing manufacturing, then you're probably a country that has a lot of agriculture. And so there's been a lot of examples where they're just like, okay, take away the agriculture, you know, take away the farm from the rich farmer and then just give it to all the farmhands. And pretty much, you know, I don't know for sure, but all the examples I've ever heard of, it just leads to uh, the farm going to crap and uh, starvation. On the other hand, so, I mean that's terrible, and that's actually that is the worst. You know, everyone starves. <laughs> that's the absolute worst result. On the other hand, there's a lot of people that are just never gonna. They're never gonna learn to code. They're never gonna get a job doing computer programming, and the world is like heading towards all we need are computer programmers. You know, because we're gonna have robots and computers. You know, and GPS-controlled tractors and whatnot. And uh, we do have to think about, what do you do about these people? They're never, basically, they're never going to be worth much to the economy. And uh, I don't think we should forget about them. You know, exactly what to do, I don't know. But, you know, I want to I make, make that clear. 
don't do stupid stuff, but also don't forget about the people who are have little value in a market economy. They're people too. Every person is worth, you know, every person feels pain the same as every other person. So we need to help. We need to help people, but we need to do it smart. So critical race theory, people are talking about it. Laws are being passed about it. What is it? Well, critical race theory is a subset of critical theory. Critical theory says that the world is divided into the oppressors and the oppressed. And so, you know, you could have critical gender theory, which would be that men are the oppressors, women are the oppressed. You could have critical race theory, which is that whites are the oppressors, blacks are the oppressed. But really what it means, you know, like, if you're an oppressor, you're bad. And if you're an oppressed, you're good. And so, you know, basically, whites are bad, blacks are good, men are bad, women are good, straight people are bad, gay people are good. And, you know, you can break it down however you want. You could even, you know, you could compare, like, gays to transgender. And it'd be like, gays are bad, transgender are good. It's just who has more power. I mean, that's, anyways, that's the theory. So it's kind of like playing a role-playing game, game like a video game, where you know you get like a, you get a sword or a dagger, or a bow, and it's like, oh well, the dagger does five points of damage, and the sword, you know, the magic sword does ten points of damage, and then the flaming magic sword does fifteen points of damage, and so critical theory and critical race theory. It breaks down every kind of person and basically gives them kind of a number. I don't know, you know, I wish someone would do these numbers. Someone's probably done it. But anyway, so like, you know, the number, the the best thing, you know, like the, the flaming magic sword, that's being black. So that gives you the most points. Let's say that gives you 10 points. And then, you know, being a woman, it's decent. It ain't like being black, so... You know, that gives you, maybe being a woman gives you, like, two points. It's like a plus two dagger. And, you know, being gay, that's better than being a woman. So, you know, maybe that gives you, like, plus four points. And, like, being transgender, I think actually being transgender is the number one thing. So that's, like, plus 15. And, you know, and in most of normal America, none of this stuff means anything. But, you know, if you're in the... You know, if you're at Harvard, like Harvard, Harvard is a stand-in for just the absolute wokest, most powerful, richest people in the world. I mean, because that's where they are. And so, like, you know, if there's a, if you're a student at Harvard and say you're a black transgender woman, then, you know, you, you are, you are the top of the food chain. Like, you know, everyone is going to want to be your friend. Like, you know, when they, when they leave Harvard, they graduate from Harvard, and they go off to, you know, to fame and fortune as a lawyer or as a business person or getting a job in Hollywood or whatever, you know, what they, what they, what they want to answer yes to these questions. Like, if someone asks them, hey, do you have any black friends? They want to say yes. And they say, oh, do you have any gay friends? They want to say yes. And so, you know, if, 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 if you're a black transgender person at Harvard, everyone wants to be your friend, because then 
they get to say, oh, I have a, do, do I have black friends? Oh, yeah. I even have transgender friends. And then finally, I have a black tr transgender friend. So on May 10th, Washington State passed a law, got signed into law, a thing where uh, all K-12 educators need to take one day a year and learn about how to dismantle institutional racism. So that's interesting. And I don't know if it's on the same day, but Oklahoma passed a law, you know, I guess they're calling it like a anti-critical race theory law. And it says that basically no kids, you know, it's all about schooling. Basically it says that, you know, every race, gender, blah, 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 should be treated equally. And that no kids should be told that they are bad for what people of the same race have done in the past. So basically, you can't tell white kids that they're evil because of slavery. So, whatever. There's that too. I don't know if either one of these bills is going to be constitutional or what, but I guess whatever. We're going to have a half the states are going to say you got to tell the kids, you got to tell every white kid that they're a racist piece of crap. And then, uh, I don't know. And then all the other states are going to try and outlaw it. I feel like they're not, I don't know. Obviously, telling white kids that they're racist pieces of crap is not a good thing. But I'm not really sure that these other laws on the other direction are that good either. I guess we'll just see what happens. So I guess I'll do my prediction. So since the Black Lives Matter movement got 2,000 extra black people killed since May 2020, um, I'm going to say that the Washington law that, you know, says that all whites are racist is going to backfire just like that, just like BLM. And I guess the black students' uh, achievement will decrease. So that's a shame. I mean, you know, who's the real racist? But anyways, that's my prediction on that. And then on Oklahoma, I mean, basically all they're saying is, you know, everyone will be treated equally. So... I mean, you know, most of America's been doing that for 50 years. Now, maybe Oklahoma's backwards, so maybe Oklahoma's only been treating everyone equal for, let's say, 20 years. But they didn't start this year, so they've been doing it for 20 years. They're going to continue treating everyone equally going forward, so I think the answer is no difference. I don't know. We're still looking. I mean, I'm looking. I, you know, I would, if I had a big button that said, you know, make blacks do better in school, I'd push that button. I would slam it. I'd hit it over and over. But, uh, so anyways, no one, no one really knows what, you know, what that button does and how it achieves what it does. So I don't think what Oklahoma is going to do is doing is going to change anything, but there are my predictions. So hurt black people and do nothing. <laughs>